0: This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.
1: Settling in a new city can raise lots of questions. How does the bus service work? Can I join the local library? Where do I go to get advice on renting a home? Over the next half hour, the team from Citizens Advice Bureau bring you information of special interest to new migrants to Dunedin. Welcome to Settlement Information with Citizens
0: Advice Bureau.
1: Kia ora koutou, ko Anna tōku My name is Anna. I'm the manager at Te Pau Naki Citizens Advice Bureau in Dunedin, and with me today is a cab volunteer and migrant himself, Max. Kia ora, Max. Kia ora. No, my mai, mai to our listeners. Max and I are going to have a kōreroa today about how it was coming to New Zealand as a student, starting at Otago University, and how we found navigating various aspects of life here in Dunedin. We're going to do this session in two parts. Um, part two will be played on the 11th of January. So I thought we could start today by hearing a little bit about where you're from, Max, and uh, when you came to Dunedin, a little about your home life and your whānau back in Malaysia.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, So to start with, uh, I came when I was 14. So I actually started in high school here. Oh, what Um, high school? Kavanagh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I started in Kavanagh. And I came here with my sister I've got two elder siblings um so I'm the youngest in the family and I've got an elder brother and my sister's the oldest um I came here during her second year at university she was studying food science at the time and yeah I flattered with her and my first year here on Grange Street <laughs> oh, <laughs> as wow. a student bell um as a 14
1: year old that would have been interesting
0: yeah that was that was quite interesting because um yeah obviously it was like the kind of the centre of all the flat parties at the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, and I come from a pretty complex family background um, and uh, there's, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of reason why people move or why people migrate and that was one of the bigger factors for me because, um, yeah, life at home is pretty challenging. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And did
1: you live in an urban or rural back in
0: Malaysia? Yeah, so I live in Kuala Lumpur, yeah. uh, which is the capital mm-hmm. um of Malaysia and it's a it's pretty much a concrete jungle. Yeah. Um and we lived in a condominium which I don't know I don't know if it existed in New Zealand, maybe in Auckland, like just kind of like apartment blocks pretty much. Yeah. Um apartment complex. Um and
1: yeah. And Can you have pets back there, like in that condominium, allowed pets? Um,
0: no, not at the condominium, but yeah. I think people do anyway. <laughs> um, but we do have a landed property as well where, where um, our dogs live, and we kind of, like, sometimes live in between the properties. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So, hmm. mm.
1: so do you recall some of your very first impressions of Dunedin?
0: Yeah. Um, first impressions of Dunedin. Uh, well, to start with, I actually didn't know where Dunedin was <laughs> when I first came to New Zealand. Uh, I knew where New Zealand was, but had no idea where Dunedin is. Um, I came to a visit um, during my sister's first year, and that's when I find out, found out where, where Dunedin is and sort of the whole um, geographically in New yeah. Zealand. Um, and then um, first impression, I think uh, probably a lot of migrant students most likely say the same is. Um, the sheeps on the landing strip of the, <laughs> of the airport uh, that was um there was quite yeah that was quite jarring in a, in a good way Like, um,
1: because you don't really see sheep oh back no home. yeah so they looked had, like an unusual animal
0: yes, yeah, yeah, well, I think that was probably my first time seeing a sheep like when I was fourteen oh, right. um, let alone like just kind of out and about kind of running around uh, <laughs> so that was quite fun um. And uh, it was a lot smaller than I thought. Um, I think, like, I don't know, maybe it was just for me, but, like, uh, coming to a Western country, I just assumed that, like, even the smallest of cities would be quite, like, built up. But, yeah. like, when I came to Needham, it was, like, quite... yeah. It was yeah. a lot smaller to, compared to KL. Yeah. And a lot um, more land, you mean sort yes, of like per open property. Space. Yeah. yeah, yeah, a lot more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That yeah. was um, You were very lucky. Yes, yeah. I mean, when I first came, I, I, I didn't think that I would suit this lifestyle. I was actually intending to um, go back after my first year because, like, the lifestyle was so different coming from, like, a city life. Um, but then I stayed on, and I stayed on for another, what, 11 years. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. And so the climate would be a lot different here too. Oh yeah absolutely absolutely. Um, so you would have found it cold did you? Um, when I arrived it was like late summer because it's the beginning of the year that's oh, when school yeah. started high school started. So you had um, you got eased into it. Yes yeah yeah but my first year 2009 I think there was the time when it actually snowed really hard and it never snowed that hard ever since so it was like Oh, that was my expectation. I thought it was going to happen every year, and yeah. it did I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. Oh,
1: no, it's quite nice when it does happen because it yeah, it's
0: snow it's day a surprise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always fun. And what about the geography of Dunedin, like the beaches and the hills? That's all. Oh yeah, that's that's probably the biggest selling point of Dunedin specifically. I mm. reckon, like not even other cities in New Zealand, right? Like the the accessi- accessibility of it. Um, like it's so close. It's only like what ten minutes. Ten minutes drive from the city. Yeah, I think in Malaysia we have to drive at least like an hour or so before we actually reach any kind of shoreline. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah, yeah. I come from the city, so like there are other parts of Malaysia where like um there are nice beaches. Obviously, like the tr- tropical country. Yeah. Um. But like it is like it's not very accessible.
1: There. Yeah. They're yeah. more tourist spots. Yeah. 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 That's
0: right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah.
1: so, did you feel welcomed here?
0: And yeah. yeah. Um, I think my first year in Dunedin, um, it was a little bit difficult because um, I think it was a lot of it, it was the language barrier. I mean, I came from Malaysia and like I studied English back at home and I spoke English back at home as well. I was lucky enough to be in that position. But um, even then there is a language barrier I don't know if it's a language barrier or a cultural barrier yeah. um, and there's like I guess with Kiwis you guys actually use a lot of slangs that yeah. like other countries don't use and yeah. so sometimes it's, I find it very difficult to understand um, but, or
1: like um, the context yeah, sort of, yeah yes
0: yeah let alone the accent yeah. because the accent I think was the first thing that I needed to get over yeah. um, and um, yeah, probably um, really sarcastic too and things like that yeah. <laughs> Yeah, in a good way, in a charming way, yeah. (laughs) yeah. And um,
1: so I was just going to ask you a little bit, did you ever experience any discrimination?
0: Yeah, um, I think there is. There has been times where um, I have experienced some level of discrimination, Um, but it's um, very different from back home. Um, Yeah, I mean, the most blatant ones are um, when I'm walking down the street, this is back back in the days in like 2009 when like I don't think there's that many migrants in Dunedin at y- that point yeah. compared to what it is now. Oh, yeah. um, even back then, I had like a burger thrown at me, on um on outside of uh what's that bar that Irish bar the Bog, oh, yeah. um that like London strip I was just standing there wearing like this and is when you're quite, still falling. I was in my uniform yeah, <laughs> yeah. um and I don't know what the motivations were oh, and like that that seems strange to me um and also like just the little things of like um i know it's like a, it's it's an effort that needs to be made on both sides um but like in high school i found it quite isolating because mm. people didn't understand my like my mannerisms or the way i spoke or my accent yeah um yeah, so... And kids been,
1: can be cruel, can't they? Yeah, some yeah. You're just a bit different and, like, it's yeah. like they don't want anything to do with you.
0: Yeah, but you've got to, I guess, like, as with all international students, like, um, it's, it's an effort that needs to be made on both sides. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. And so there'll be ethnic minorities in Malaysia like there are here, like...
0: Mm. It's, is that, that's probably quite similar, is it? Yeah, yeah. I think the makeup was, is probably a lot more diverse in Malaysia because um, <laughs> Malaysia is a country that's been colonised by so many people. Um, right. um, I think the Portuguese, the British, the Japanese... All colonized oh. Malaysia. <laughs> so
1: there's little, there's smaller minorities of all those. Um, no, the minorities
0: are probably the um, labors that were brought in by the British back in the day for um, mining. Oh. Um, so they're the, the three main ethnicities in Malaysia is people who are of Malay descendant. Um, Chinese and Indian, and yeah. then there is the um, Orang Asli, which is like the indigenous people of the land. Oh. Um, also, yeah.
1: Malays aren't even actually the indigenous no, people.
0: No. So yeah. how
1: many are indigenous people?
0: Um, What's I the population
1: percentage? Maybe
0: probably like less than ten percent. Don't quote me on that. I oh. think I think like yeah, it's probably less than ten percent, if not less than five percent. Um, it's lesser than the Chinese and the Indian populations. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And
1: are they are they involved in all aspects of the government and the running of the country? The indigenous people, like, is yeah. there a good partnership?
0: Yeah, everyone? they are. Um, they do. Uh, they kind of um, they get labelled as the people who are the Bumiputras, which is like um, a combination of Orang Asli and people who are Malays. Oh, so yeah. they are kind of like the. Um, kind of the governance, the governing people of the land. Oh, yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and the, they seem to have, like, combined the two, but even though there is a difference between right. Orang Asli and Malay people. Um, so where did the yeah. Malay people come from originally? Um, I wish I stayed for history lessons in Malaysia, but I didn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I left when I was fourteen. But uh, my understanding is like kind of like the Borneo, oh yeah, um, yeah, yep. area. <laughs> anyway, we digress. Yeah. <laughs> um.
1: So why? Why do you? Um. Oh, firstly, actually, what are some of the mm. difference between studying in Malaysia and studying here? Mm. I
0: guess. Yeah, I think the education system is very different. Um. Uh, in what ways, let me think about it it's kind of, it's very um, there are corporal punishments in Malaysia where you get like caned if you um, do something wrong so it's very different, you don't question authority when you're in Malaysia studying Malaysia Um, there are so many rules like you can't grow your hair over like your eyebrows or you can't have fingernails kind of thing and like even, depending on what, there are so many different kind of schools Um, there is like the Chinese schools there are the Malay government schools and uh, some sometimes there are some Indian schools as well. Um, uh, but most people would go to government schools, which is Malay schools. And what happens there is that there is such a um, gender divide. Like literally during recess and lunchtime, oh, right. like girls and boys can't be in the same area. Oh, like right. they will have like people patrolling and just kind oh, of like yeah. dividing the two. Um, and so yeah. do...
1: But can anyone go to any school like Yeah,
0: that? yeah, they can. Right. Technically they can, but, like, most ethnicities do tend to go to, like, their own, oh, right. um, yeah, their own schools. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah, and my sister, for example, she went to um, a Chinese school from, I think, 7 to 12. Um, and then so she knows how to speak Mandarin and write in Mandarin, but I don't because I went to a private school and then I went to a government school after. Yeah, so yeah that really uh, dictates what languages you know yeah 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 mm.
1: and um why do you think students spend so much money to come and study here?
0: Mm. yeah, I think it's the um yeah, I think it's kind of like the the status of it at the end of the day. um it's the idea that like if you studied overseas um, and you go back you go back home to find work you'll be kind of like looked up upon right. um, because you've made it like in overseas. Right. Um, yeah, so it is, it is definitely the status of it all. Um, but like that that might not be the only reason. Like obviously there are, there are like people who want to migrate overseas and find a yeah. different life for themselves yeah. because they can't live the life that they want to back home as well.
1: But the university yeah. um, degrees here, like – you you'd be able to get similar so the status of the degrees from New Zealand mm. would be seen more globally as a better degree than at um, home or equally?
0: I, I mean I can't I can't say for sure because I've never studied like tertiary education in Malaysia, but what I do know is that like um having researched some of the qualifications, like for example, if you transfer from Malaysia to to um New Zealand, uh you might have to do like some tuning courses. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know who dictates that. I yeah. don't know. I don't. I don't really know what the contents like in the yeah. two universities. Mm-hmm. But um, I know that there are universities in Malaysia, and there are prestigious universities in Malaysia as well. Um, but at the end of the day, people still choose to come overseas. Mm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so, how was it starting university? Um, you know, any mm. general advice for someone thinking of doing that?
0: Hmm. As a migrant, as a migrant, I, think, oh, a migrant, um, <laughs> uh, I would say um, probably try to be as open-minded as you can. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I think like appreciate the chance to study abroad and the experience of being able to like explore yeah. other perspectives and like enjoy yourself like one of the one of the pressures of studying overseas is the international fees and that's i think probably in the back of like a lot of international students mind all the time like you have this like financial pressure to perform Mm. um and sometimes you tend to forget the sort of enjoy it yeah to enjoy it (laughs) and like the human side of it yeah yeah um and like Yeah, it is, like, your one chance to be able to meet with people with, like, very different realities in life. So, like, why not learn about it? Yeah.
1: So what do you think is the most stressful part about studying abroad?
0: Yeah, I think it is the financial pressure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, because um, that's always kind of, like, I mean, I came here when I was 14 without any kind of, like, parental oversight. And, like, that was the only thing that kept me motivated at going to school every single day, walking up that York Place hill but <laughs> Yeah. At, at, like, 7 in the morning, like, knowing that, like, the amount of money that my mum had paid to, like, put me through that school. Yeah. And, like, that really kept me going didn't yeah. miss a day kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah.
1: And what – so it must be quite hard being away from your family for so long.
0: Yeah. Um yes yeah it is it was quite difficult in the first year. I think that was one of the reasons why I actually decided not to come back after my first year um living away from my yeah from family is, is quite difficult yeah. but you uh, like acclimate eventually yeah and um and you kind of i don't know again, it's the chance for you to like Develop yourself in a very different way. That's like different from back home, mm. and yeah, you create your own life here. Mm. Yeah,
1: yeah. And so, how's that? That studying abroad shaped who yeah. you are today?
0: Yeah, I think. Um, I think coming to New Zealand to study and exploring all the different perspective in life has kind of made me a little bit more empathetic. I think. In in my own way, maybe <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I think I'm able to kind of like see people's perspective a lot easily. Mm-hmm. Um, even though that I might not agree with someone, I can still understand where they're coming from. And um, even the concept of like I don't know, for example, mental health. Like that's such a such a thing that's never talked about in my in my own country. Um, and the fact that I'm able to come to New Zealand and study and like know about that kind of thing, like yeah. it's I think that's very valuable. Just made um, you a bit more open and Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause my age is quite conservative. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. What
1: what are some of the positive things, you know, you think foreigners foreign students or migrant students mm. offer have yeah. to offer to our community?
0: Yeah. I think um I see um see kind of like um we kind of, we can build bridges, like, because we're kind of like, we come from two worlds. Yeah. Um, and I think, that's, I think that's probably the most valuable part of it all. Yeah. Like, the fact that we can see from different perspective and find middle ground. Yeah. 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 And
1: bring people together, I guess. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: I sort of, we've touched on some of the challenges, but mm. any other challenges of living here? as a
0: migrant
1: um maybe like what how about like the socializing and making friends sort of aspect of things
0: yeah um i think yeah i really struggled during my earlier years um so i think i when i first came here i struggled to find like my own community of people to make friends with even at school i struggled a little bit yeah um, it wasn't until, I think, probably, like, year 11 that I started coming out of my shell a little bit and, like, instead of spending all my time in the ESOL room, I try, like, spending time with, like, Kiwi kids and just, yeah. like, in the recess area kind of thing. Um, and, but but um, I think finding your own community even outside of school. So I started going to church <laughs> in my first couple of years and, like, that, that really helped me sort of build... Um, my sort of like group of friends at church, but I don't I don't go to church anymore. But like, was it through Kevin or though? I,
1: like, because it's Catholic school,
0: no, that how they no, started? no. Oh, right. My sister's Christian, so oh, right. um, she took me to church with her. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. So so I kind of like, yeah. There were other kids who were in um the church as well. Yeah. And um, you just. Build that connection. Like a youth group. So yeah, like yeah. youth groups. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you and like I might not go to church anymore, but like the friendships that I have there still last to this day. Yeah, so, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nice. yeah.
1: And what about at university? Did you get um involved in any sports or
0: um social groups there? I don't know if you can tell. I'm quite a scrawny person, so not no, not really. <laughs> not very athletic, but I did play bat- badminton uh, at Kavanagh, oh, yeah. so played for the school. Um, well, you're probably quite good at that, were you? Because it's, I'm from Malaysia, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> but is that, that's a sport
0: um, that's yeah, played that's, over there? Yeah, it is quite, probably I would compare it to like, oh, it might be controversial, but maybe like, maybe like rugby in New Zealand, like badminton to Malaysia. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: So it is like your national
0: sport. Yeah yeah, of, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would say so.
1: <laughs> nice. And what about um swimming here? Like, because, do, you know, and yeah.
0: do, you, do you swim at the beach and. Um, no, because
1: swimming is swimming
0: cold. Right. The beach here is too cold. Um, but I did, I do swim at Moana sometimes. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah.
1: you did learn because a lot of, I think Kiwis are pretty good at everyone learning how to swim. I guess because yeah. we're surrounded by the sea. But yes. in other countries, yeah. it's not
0: the case, is it? No, no. I did um, when I was in Malaysia. I did take like swimming lessons because oh, yeah. yeah, my mom wanted me to because I had like breathing problems, um, and. uh... Yeah, it's um, I, when when the kids were learning how to swim in year ten in PE classes. I had to take ESOL, so oh. I couldn't do the PE classes oh, because right. I was an ESOL. Yeah, oh. yeah.
1: <laughs> right. And um, what about finding accommodation?
0: Um, accommodation. Well, I
1: guess you were already living in your sister's flat. Yeah, then... yeah. So, how long did she stay?
0: Um, she stayed until probably middle of two thousand and eleven. Yeah. So, so, yeah, she stayed Oh, until, so you were in year 13. I was in year 12 oh, when right. she left, and I wasn't 18 quite yet. And what happened was that school found out that I wasn't 18 and I had to go to homestay in year 13 All for like right. half a year until I turned 18. Right. Um, and that was an experience. I love actually enjoyed homestay because I didn't need to do a lot of the things myself and I really enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, and it was just nice like living with another like Kiwi family for like a 6 months period. It's kind of an exchange in some ways.
1: <laughs> and so did they have... Um
0: Kids the same age as you, or um, yes, they did. yep. at at Kavanaugh or? Uh No, uh, I think, I think the first homestay I was with was at Kavanaugh, The second one was at Obese. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Whose yeah. name was also Max. <laughs> oh, <all right>. oh <laughs> yeah. that's confusing. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and then, um, and then, did you go into a
0: student flat? Um, no. No, I did not. Um, we had a we at the time we had a property on Draw Street, so we just kind of like I just kind of stayed there. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah.
1: Well, I think we're going to um, have to wrap up for today, but remember mm-hmm. we're going to go to have a part two of the session with Max um, next time. Yeah. So thanks to all our listeners today, and to Otago Access Radio, and for Dommy for hosting us. And um, listening again on the 18th of January, we will hear from Max, uh, more from Max, including any advice for those new to the city. Remember that the Citizens Advice Bureau website www.cab.org.nz has comprehensive information about many of the things we've spoken about today. Online inquiries can also be made from our website and there is also a live chat option. Yeah, phone 0800 367 222 or direct dial 471 6166. So see you next time, Max. Yes. Uh, Thanks to everyone. Enjoy your evening.